Hello and welcome back Boneheads. My name is Rich and I'm joined once again by Ben. Hey everybody. On today's episode, episode number five, we're talking about our local league, special weapon upgrades for your teams and the usual hobby games and star players. So for our first topic, news. Rich, what have we got going on? We've got a couple of three bits going on in Kickstarter world this week. Uh, well, in the last couple of weeks already. So we've got, um, the first thing was a Chaos Dwarf team made by the looks of it for Starball, which I need to research and find out what that might be. I've not seen Starball. It might just be a stylized name because they've stolen the Star it, Star Wars font. It could very well be. <laughs> However. It could very well be, but it's by Zed Riker. Um, effectively, they've made a Star Wars-themed Chaos Dwarf team. I'm not a big sci-fi person. I don't like it at all. I am, and I quite like these guys. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. So the Chaos Dwarfs are Stormtroopers, Darth Vader, and I think the other guy's Boba Fett, Yeah. by the looks of it. There are droids as Hobgoblins. There are two guys on jet bike things as Centaurs. And a robot as a minotaur, but I'm sure Ben will actually be a bit more specific as to what they are for, for the sci-fi fans. See, I like them. I think they're clever. So it looks like the Chaos Dwarfs, like you say, are Stormtroopers. There's a Darth Vader. They're all kind of small and, and, and they're, well, they're definitely stunty. Yeah. So they're kind of like GBS-esque. And you've got two of the um, the scouts on jet bikes. I'm assuming they're the bull centaurs. I would imagine so, yeah. yeah. It's the only thing that kind of you've pops out as different. Boba Fett's. You've got a bunch of different droids from this. No, they're cool. That's quite cool. You've, they're from like the different episodes randomly. That's the, I like that. That's creative. Yeah, if, you, if you're into your sci-fi, yeah. it's it's probably a nice little middle oh, ground for you. But... And Cylons as the star players. That's amazing. Yeah, so uh, the secret weapons, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, so if you use them as dwarfs, you've got Barrack Far Blast. There is a Cylon with a rocket launcher and a chainsaw. That's brilliant. They are also doing a team for Skaven and a team for Chaos based off of Alien and Predator versus Alien by the looks of it. They have done some work there. So they've got 16 individually sculpted Alien, so Xenomorphs, as Blood Bowl players with random heads and... Oh, wow. One is throwing uh, a facehugger egg as a football. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> you see, this one I, I know a little bit more about, but I quite like them. I would quite happily have that as a Skaven team. Yeah, that is cool. Um, I've already got my Chaos team, and obviously it's, it's better than anything else out there, so <laughs> I don't know why I would change. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. There's uh, Predator. Predators are guys. the Chaos Warriors, effectively. Oh, I see. Oh, I see, with the Xenomorphs as the Beastmen. Yes, and then the Minotaur is a brood mother, I believe. Yeah, oh, an alien queen. Alien Queen, that's the one. That so is cool. They've got block dice and D6 available in different styles as well to match the, the different teams that are there. I would normally go through this point and tell you the different pledge options and everything else, but they have over 20 different pledge options, yeah. from full teams to multiple teams to a single star player. So I won't go through it all. But you can get unlockable rewards. So once they hit their stretch goals, coaches, alternative positionals, that type of thing, as well as the dice, like I said earlier. They had a €2,000 Euro goal. They're already three times over that with yeah. another three weeks left to go as of now. Yeah. So they're doing really well. It's a niche thing, but it's it's one where there's a, a huge following anyway. And yeah, like I said, just not for me, but it is for for you for you Star Wars people. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Sixty-seven pounds for a team, but it comes with score markers, balls, and things. Yeah, it's quite good. It's, it's a, reasonable compared to others we've seen. Yeah, like you called 
it's a collector funny little hobby team actually you know what you can pick it up and you've got a great little team there i like that they're yeah, quite fun no it's a, it's a good novelty item <laughs> <laughs> another one i found was the underground teams by they're called games miniatures they are releasing an undead necromantic and kemri team all available at the same time all cast in resin and there are some really really cool sculpts in there particular favorites are the flesh golems and the werewolves they're doing loads of stretch goals available for free if you're, if you're buying a minimum of a full basic team. Markers, tokens, balls, dice, coaches. Um, they're even doing like cameraman, cameramen and reporters. Things like that. So real sort of sideline staff type thing. Add-ons will include coaches, apothecary, cheerleaders. Base team will cost you 65 euros. So say 60 quid. Yeah. But you get a full 16 players in it. A full team will include mascots, cheerleaders, an apothecary, coach and a wizard for 105 euros so for about 98 quid you get all of the sideline staff as well they've already got funding and they've still got another two weeks to go so they're doing quite well and i'm really quite impressed with the bits i've got there yeah the models look really good they're they're kind of classic the the, the desert screamer ones are quite good they're just mm. like um skeleton linesmen they look like they're good sculpts and they've done a very clever thing they've got the size against the games workshop ones so there's a games it's workshop huge orc. help huge help yeah so there's a, clearly a mummy and he is a good head and shoulders above uh, orc lineman yeah, lineman. lineman yeah yeah which makes him a really good size they have been successful in the past they've released a dark elf team previously called the occult predators I bet um, which is another add on I bet Rick's got one more than likely Rick probably does have them but that was a good one they, they surpassed their stretch goal really easily on that one as well so it's nice to see them being successful again yeah Particularly with something slightly different, and we've mentioned before that we the, the Undead's got a big following and there's nothing that Games Workshop are doing about it at the moment, so they're riding a train at the moment while they still can. So I think, fair play yeah. to them. Absolutely. Next one, Kings of the Pitch. It's by, you're going to have to, I apologise in advance because it is a Mexican company. La Quebradora Miniatures. I think. Apologies for anyone that actually speaks Spanish. Is this a <laughs> Kickstarter? It's a Kickstarter. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Good job. A troll, a halfling, and a goblin. They are about a quarter of the way through their pledge at the moment. They're just brilliant. The prices of them, you can get all three for 25 quid. So it's just for these three three models, the Goblin... The Goblin, the Troll, the Halfling. Oh. Ignore the squig for the moment that you see with the Goblin. Yeah, I can see so that. Yeah. If you put in an extra tenner, you can get all three of them, plus the Spiky Mini, which is that squig, a Kickstarter-exclusive star player, which they haven't actually shown. It's just a shadow on there. But it looks like it's going to be a Zara the Slayer type of model. And a box. <laughs> and a box to put it all in. I love them. I really love them. It's my type of thing entirely. I like the idea of a troll referee. He's got he's squishing the goblin as well. Oh, I see. There's the... So the squig is extra. The squig is extra. And there is a shadow person. So Which yeah. the Kickstarter exclusive the star player. But the, the shadow lends itself to being something along the lines of Roxana Darknail or... Zara the Slayer, something yeah. like that. I almost backed it, and then it realised it was a £15 postage to get it to the UK. See, that is expensive when it's doubling the price of the model. Yeah, and and that's the issue. It's it's unfortunate, because I reckon there's going to be a lot of people in the same boat. They're looking at it going, you know what, that's quite smart. It's a bit different, have something else. So as you know, I've got Bob and Jim. I've always got a coach alongside my players. There's always an apothecary icon and things like yeah, that, so yeah. I I tend to like this sort of thing. And if it was five, even a tenner, I would still probably chuck it in because I know it's coming from Mexico. Fifteen quid just makes it a fifty pound purchase. That's it, and yeah, fifty pounds for three pretty good models is um it's not necessary, is it? 
It's not necessary, and it's that's a that's a frivolous spend. I, I do like the troll. I love the idea of a troll referee. You could have some great fun with that. It'd be amazing. That's a really good sculpt. Yeah, really, very nice. It, it's reminiscent of the original Blood Bowl troll. Yeah, it's it's classic yeah. Blood Bowl. It's painted in the way of classic Blood Bowl as well. Now I really like that. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for the world of Kickstarter. There was nothing on Indiegogo, unfortunately. It seems to have dried up there a little bit at the moment. Well, I wonder how it's going to go going to Christmas. Whether they'll hit before Christmas or after Christmas, like a, a like a Kickstarter rush. Yeah. It's it's the thing is if they do it now. You're very unlikely to get this your this stuff year. for Christmas. Yeah. Likewise, though, this might be people's last chance to put some money in before Christmas, That's ready true. for buying for everybody else. So people might be willing to spend the extra money now and go, oh, you know what, let's stick 80 quid down on this oh, yeah. and then worry about Christmas after. Maybe you could back a Kickstarter for someone as a present. I've had that a couple of times. Have you? Yeah, it's quite good. Cool. I don't think I've got family members who, who know me well enough or, or care that much to be able to do something like that for me. I'm not fueling his plastic crack habit. I'll I have, to, have to Google it. it first. You know. <laughs> What's a Kickstarter? It's a present. It's a present and you will love it. Thank you very much. <laughs> so yeah, so hopefully there's, um, there's more and more bits coming out at the moment. I particularly like the the undead theme, particularly on the Rad Talk to um, Halloween. It's a good time if you're going to do Undead or, or similar. Yeah, it is. It's nearly that time of year. Interesting to see if there may be any Christmas-based ones coming closer to December. <laughs> Christmas. Christmas Blood Bowl teams. Christmas Blood Bowl teams. So in tournament news, I think I've just got the one um, that you flagged up to me, which is the Two Drunk Flings Derby Tag Team. And that is on Saturday, November the 24th in Derby, UK. It is 200 kilometres away from us. It is. I'm currently working that day. Yes, you are. So I don't know if we're going to be able to attend. I'm going to try and swing it. It would be awesome. If I can get someone else to run the store, then we can get play toys. Excellent. It just, yeah, it depends on that. If not, we'll try and show it in for next time. Hopefully they'll do another. Yeah. Um, we were invited by Liam from Two Drunk Things. Yeah. So hopefully we can make it. It would and be great anything to Anything but a to. one is going as well. So It would be cool to have a little podcast team. I do believe that they're going to do a episode from there. Oh, wow. Live. Live. <laughs> almost. Almost live, probably. But yeah, so if we can make it, fantastic. It's uh, it's all down to real life. Yeah. Real life and its hassles. Adulting is overrated. It really, it really is. It's why we play with toys. <laughs> it's why we play with toys. Right. Is that everything for news today? For news, yeah. So, over to Hobby and Bits and Bobs. Rich, what have you been up to? I played games. I played a game last week, the first week of Wobble. Ah, uh, Wobble 4. The new league has started, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, so I played a game last week, and I've been doing some work actually on, on Blood Bowl a little bit, on teams and things, as opposed to just Age of Sigma and the like where I've got sort of lost. So I have found an alternative for a Beast of Nurgle. It looks really good. It's I, I've toyed with different ideas. I don't like the Beast of Nurgle models. I don't mind the one that's been scoped as possibly coming out, Rotspawn. But I'm not a huge fan of it. But I saw the Rogue Trader big Nurgle beasties and figured it might just work. And the one with the tentacles, the one with the tentacles is, is, spot on. is perfect. 40 mil base? 40 mil base, which surprised me because I thought he was going to be on a 50 or 60. Yeah, it looks bigger on the, on the, like the pictures. It really does. He's a little bit bigger than the Blood Bowl Ogre. But he's probably about on par, maybe a little bit smaller than my Minotaur I use. Yeah, he looks about he he's looks about, right. about the right size. He is about right. He's dynamic. It fits with the rest of what I've got. I use Blind Kings and a few of the Poxwalkers from 40k. Yeah. So it, it all fits really quite nicely. 
and I'm chuffed. <laughs> no, <laughs> to good, be honest. Good find with that. Yeah, eBay, £9. There you go, job done. Yeah, sorted and completed. And I've been toying with the idea of forest goblins for is a stunty this, team. Is this one of the stunty league hidden yes. things on Fumble? It is. So it's one of the stunty teams. Now, I've got a huge number of goblin spider riders because I was planning <laughs> on doing a mixed destruction army for Sigma, but I have changed my mind and probably getting rid of all of it now. They use goblin spider riders. So I figured that why not keep a couple and create one. So you've got stickers, which are three guys, or you can have up to four guys with stab, a couple of shaman, there's a, a bunch of normal forest goblins, and up to two spider riders. Yeah, but those spider riders are huge. Like they barely fit on 50mm round bases. They can squeeze on a 40mm, and it might not actually be. Oh, oh, here's one I made earlier. Oh, Too okay. bad. I might take it back. That there's going to be a there's, there's a bit of... No, that works fine. Overlap. But it works well enough. So is this inspired by the Stunty League Cup we went to? Yeah. I wanted something different. I, yeah. I ran Ogres and it was fun. But you're looking at the Squig team and an All Skink team and a little Strigoyan team and it's just like, what is different and awesome? Oh, and I'm dear, like, Forest dear. Goblins? See, this is why I would go with Squigs. Right, so <laughs> Spider Rider, 0-2, Movement 7, Strength 3, Edge 2, AV7. So currently, they're a bit rubbish. Yes. Bonehead, fair enough. Dodge, yeah. Tentacles, yeah. So in the land of Bonehead, they can catch flying players. They can indeed. Which I love. Shadowing, that'll be aggravating. And two heads, which is plus one to dodging. Dodge. Yeah, dodging. So that's for 100k. That's not bad. It's good. It'll be interesting. Yeah, really different player. Yeah, it's it, it, there's nothing out there at the moment that's similar. Oh, Shaman? That's yep. great. So not two Shamans, six move, two strength, edge three. AV7, dodge hypnotic gaze and foul appearance. That's really cool. It's a real sort of varied team. Are you going to convert the riders to not have um, like spears and things? I might keep the shields. Oh yeah, shields but, be fine. Yeah, get rid of the spears. You can put numbers on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll get rid of the spears, do that. I'm struggling to find some actual forest goblins. Now Ian, award-winning painter, has suggested trying to find the crew from the Arachnorok. Spider. Ooh, yeah. But it's difficult. People don't have it. No, I mean, it's not a set you kind of break, is it? No, I think there may be a couple of different options on top. The most preferred is the one with the, the Goblin crew. I guess you're just going to have to buy an Arachnorok Spider. <sighs> yeah, I know. Mind you, I suppose we could do Giant Blood Bowl with the Arachnorok. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I might do it then. And just use one of them. We're going to have something special with that, aren't we? We're going to need to make a massive Gorgon. I think it'd be great. Ragnarok. The big bowl. Big bowl. Yeah, see, I like it. Coming to a store near you soon. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I am looking to do that at some point in the future. And the next stunty uh, tournament we go to, I'll run that. No, that's good. I'm really impressed they fit on decent sized bases because, yeah, you can run two of those on a pitch, no problem at all, yeah. can't you? Yeah, it wouldn't be too much. Well, I better get. I think if I was to do one again, I would run the Horrors team. Because yeah. having everybody with throw teammate would just be great fun. Just insane, Even if you it? can only do one per turn. Yes, know, yeah. It's rubbish. Yeah. Probably fair. Probably normal. Yeah, yeah. and right for, and right <laughs> for the game. Uh, yeah. yeah. Disgusting, really. Yeah, like that. You know, I have managed to get very little hobby in. I uh, finished building my dwarf team, and I've been putting together orcs still. Um, I've, got, I've been building my black orcs out of brutes. And the, the brute set from Major Sigma, just, uh, the hand options are not great for the oh, no. players. So it's... It's it's a bit of a nuisance, but I want to have a really cool looking um, orc team. The Brewster. 
Yeah, they, they look great. Just a my, perfect my, my troll's all built out of a mega boss. Looks huge, looks awesome. Really happy with him. But he's just uh, just still finishing off the brutes because at the moment they've got no arms still. And I'm trying to think about what team I want to run in the next season. So I've got my Skaven, and I will probably run Skaven just because they're painted. I really like them. Buzz Justice now has Claw. And, you know, a couple of Edge 5 gutter runners just upsets everybody. Just a little bit. Yeah. I, I, did have to, I did have to cut one. Um, oh, what a shame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> drafting. We'll talk about that later as well. Um, but, like, I've got the Dark Elves ready to build, but I can't... I don't know. I want to do something fun. I was thinking about building the rest of my Pink Horrors and running them as Lizardmen. Yeah. But Lewis is running Lizardmen. So... Something um, different. He's already at 1.5 mil after two games as well. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. He's got six Saurus... Some of which are strength five, all of which have block, and he's got his crop score, which now has block as well. Yeah, it's just absolutely killing stuff. And um, he knows how to play it. He's, he's found yeah. his groove with a brilliant. He's got we we did throw him off though, and we bought him a chaos team for his birthday in the hopes yes. that he wouldn't run the lizardman. Um, and he's in the process of building them, so I'm hoping as soon as he's built them, he'll be busy losing with the chaos team. That's a way to do with well, chaos. You don't win with chaos. No, vanilla chaos is tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Very again, tough. vanilla vanilla skinks can be quite tough. So I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure what team to run. Probably go with Dark Elves once I get them built. However, yeah. we have included under the radar <laughs> the um, the Bretonians and the Corn. Yeah, I. Bretonian building a Bretonian team just looks like a bit of work. Be a lot of work. You want to find a load of medieval yeah. style guys and. They do a couple of good actual like other miniatures for them. I know. They are on Blood Bowl 2? They are on Blood Bowl 2. Yeah, I'm going to have to give them a go. I played a couple of games with them recently. They're good fun. However, if you lose one of the bigger guys, yeah. you're in trouble. Because their main guys are absolute chaff, aren't they? Yes. Like... They've got Fend. And... Yeah. No, 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 they're Blitzers have Wrestle. Um, what does Fend do? Is that you... Fend means so if you get blocked or pushed, yep. they can't follow up. Oh, okay. So when you're on the ground bleeding, at least they can't be rocked up with you. Yeah, there's one less to stamp on you. That would upset dwarf teams, I suppose, a little bit. Really? Would. Yeah, so they wouldn't be able to base you all the time, which is useful. Yeah. So, but they're, they're, they're good fun. They're no, good fun. I need to finish building my Dark Elves. Yeah, build Dark Elves, because yeah, everyone wants to see more Elves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, have you ever played against a Dark Elf team? I've not. I've done online a couple of times and haven't been particularly successful. They're um they're different. They're very different to pilot than the normal dwarf, than the normal elf team. They're not your usual elf BS. They they work for it. They graft for it. They're armor eight, aren't they? Yeah, armor eight. They start, but they start with four guys with block. Yeah. They're expensive, but they can do stuff. So I'm looking forward to a different challenge. So yeah, I think I'll go for them. So I'll build them in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Get ready to go. I've got a second bull centaur to build. Yes. Now that you've provided me with a horse, a, horse, a headless horse. I remember to bring the horse around to you. I remember to bring the horse around. So Randall has one more dwarf upstairs. So I will make a hodgepodge of it and then see whether Ian will, will do some <laughs> green stuff, wizardry again. The last guy came out great. He came out brilliant. I need to prime him, paint him up and finish it off. How's the Hero League going? We played two games now. Oh, brilliant. Randall got absolutely ruined last game, unfortunately. We drew the first game one all, obviously, and I think I beat him 3 0 oh, last no. game, and I killed a couple and injured a couple, and, and he got nowhere. How did he take it? Really well. Oh. He got a bit wound up, and he said, I can't seem to be doing anything right, and I went, Not being funny, next game you're going to be doing the same to me. The number of times he's killed my ogre when we've been playing friendlies is just disgusting. Yeah. So it will come round, it will come round again, and I, he panicked. I injured his, um, his ball centre or his hero. His legend in the making, and his face drops, and I had to remind him. 
that he's okay. Get badly hurt. He can be fine. Yeah. He'll be back next time. No worries. You don't need to do an injury roll. No, no, no. You're all right. Rolled it anyway. I would have killed him. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm particularly grateful. But I managed to get a my. I've had one guy level up after the first game, and I gave him block lineman. Okay, that's useful. And he leveled up again at the end of the second game. Oh wow! After getting a couple of casualties and MVP. MVP. And he rolled 11, so I've now got an edge for blocking lineman. Oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he might be my new legend. <laughs> yeah, talking about that guy's basically a dark elf now. He's basically a dark elf. That's and brilliant. So yeah, so Brown's got um, one guy with guard, who's being sensible, and another guy with block. That is a good shout. So, but it's nice, because beforehand he was he was trying to find the, the different things. What, what about, shall I get Mighty Blow on the Goblin? No. And <laughs> trying to teach him out of it and and get him there I don't need to at the moment he's, he's being really sensible and thinking his options through which is great oh, I'll have to find a Tuesday where he can bring his hero team and I'll give him a game half term next half term yeah we'll sort something out I'll that'd be great out. that'd yeah. be great wonderful I think that's everything from me that's everything from me absolutely smashing on to our first topic Okay, so our first topic, we're going to be talking about the new season of our local Blood Bowl League. Just a quick update, just to talk about what we're liking about it, what we finally got everyone to agree to. Um, <laughs> democracy is not the best when it comes to, to gameplay. But we play uh, every second and fourth Tuesday in Hythe, and it's called Wobble, Waterside Open Blood Bowl League. This is our fourth season now, and we've just started it. Now, we run it with a different structure these days than we used to. It used to be more kind of like you have to play everybody and, and, and match yeah. up everything. But we found that with everyone's lives, with travel and stuff, that was too difficult. So we adjusted to have an open structure. Mm-hmm. So what that means is you can rock up, you can play. As long as you're playing a league game, you can play against anybody, you can play against anyone in any order. It works on points only. So you can have up to eight league games in a season and you get three points for a win, one point for a draw and no points for a loss. So if you only played four games but you won them all, you'd end up with 12 points. Yeah. If everyone else played eight games and only won four, you'd still be in the chain with a chance for the finals. Yeah. But the idea being is you can rock up, play five games, and actually still be in the top half. Yeah. You know, Still even get into the top four. Last season worked really well. We had, uh, I think, something like 40, 50 games registered before it got to the finals. That's good. Yeah, when we had 20 teams on the go. Yeah, I had three. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, <laughs> that's the other great thing about having an open schedule is... Nobody is tied into one team. If they play four games and they hate their team, they just start a new one. They've got a bit of catch-up to do, but it also means that if you're a month or two months in and somebody new starts, which I think happened with Rick last season. I think so. Rick started later, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah, started. Yeah, he was having to play catch-up. Yeah, and you know what? He ended up being the finals. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You know, you play a couple of extra games because we also play random games on the third Tuesday of every month and Ian is trying to swing the fifth when there's a, oh, a what, the, the, the anomaly the spare one yeah there's ample time to play extra games yeah. if you want to run a second team or you want to play a catch up game the idea being that it just makes it as accessible for anybody yeah and, and that makes sense like you said real life has a habit of messing around with your plans and to know that you can still have a, a game with someone else on a Thursday uh, backtrack a little bit on that yeah. we've got a nice enough group that the result is the result it wouldn't go back and then it'd be like, oh no, it was 3-1 and I've got six casualties. And next person turns up and goes, well no, sorry mate, it was 2-0 and there was three casualties. Yeah. There's no sort of volumes like that. We've, We've had nothing like good. that. No, it's, it's a great little setup. Plus, with the, the, the spreadsheet you've set up, we've all got access to it. So once we finish a game, we can 
both go into it, yeah. update it there, and then everybody's happy in a way and it gets updated. And that's the advantage is that we use Google Sheets, which means there's a history log. So you can see who's modified what, when, and why. So um, I know there's some other leagues locally, so the Hampshire Hammerers were, were doing one. And um, well, when Ian showed them the spreadsheet that we used, they were like, how do you stop people from cheating? Yeah. We're like, well, you don't. First of all, you can see what people have written. And secondly, because nobody wins anything at the end of it. You win a little cup. Yeah. So no one is inspired to cheat and be like, yeah, play 10 games against this guy. No, you'd have to be a, a special type of someone, yeah. I think, to, to want to have to do and that. And it's just, there's no point to it. We're very lucky. I mean, we've got, what, 11, 12 people yeah, locally? Yeah, we've got about play. a dozen new players. Yeah. yeah, and no one, like, there are a couple of guys who like to win, which is fine. It is a game mm-hmm. to win. It's about the story, yeah, which, is, which is wonderful. And it's about looking at it and, and just enjoying the process going forward and seeing how your guy levels up and, yeah. and, and just being a part of that. It's it's nice. It's such a relaxed atmosphere. Don't granted, you still you, oh. you don't have your double skulls and think, oh well, never mind. You, you you're dying inside. There's still salt. It's, there's still a lot of salt. <laughs> so yeah. much salt. But it is it is a wonderful atmosphere, and there, there isn't the assumption that everybody knows. There's one person that knows everything. Nor is there apart from you. He <laughs> seems to know everything. <laughs> but there isn't. You can turn around to someone and ask a question and have a good idea that they're gonna know an answer. Or they won't lie and go, I'll be funny, mate, I got a clue. Yeah. And it's, it's just a, a chilled out, nice, helpful atmosphere. And that's, I like that. I think it's good because I would rather play an entire season and win no games than play against new players and have it help them develop the game and just really inspire and, and build teams, which I think everybody, like, generally speaking, everyone is good like that. that, doesn't want that. No, which is brilliant because it's all about the community. Yeah. So last season, like we said, was open. This season's open as well, so you can just drop in whenever and play games and you know, you might make it to the finals, you might not. What we did last league was we had the, the top four teams from from points going to the finals. Yes. To make that a little bit more accessible, this time we're running it in four divisions. Yes. With the top team in each division. The point being that actually some of the guys who did really well last season, they've redrafted their team. Then to stop them all just from being the same four guys, actually. A lot of them are in the same division as one of those other teams, which means that actually, you know, Lewis's Lizards might end up in the same group as, I don't know, another another team that did really well. No, James's Doors. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, Ian, Ian, Ian's Amazons and my Skaven are both in the first division. Uh, okay. Which means, and which means that only one of our teams will be able to go through to the finals. Which means that there is more opportunity for other teams to play catch up in the division. Just play games against each other in that division to make sure that you've got the best result in that, and they'll go through. Which I think makes it a little bit more open. I like it. I don't think anything really went all that bad last time, from a from a league point of view, the way it worked. No, I found it. It was my first league. I found it straightforward, easy enough. Yeah, that's End what like. Things that's... get put forward and everything's updated. The roles are always done in front of someone else, so there's no chance of. Yeah, cheating or the want to cheat either. Even if you can't make it to club night and you play a game on a different night with somebody else, you're you corroborating those roles, aren't you? Exactly. You're both entering it in, and it's yeah, it's and it's not really worth cheating because with one game you can't really do that great, except for last season when Lewis went six nil down against oh. Ian's Goblins. Hopefully Ian will roll, uh, roll the Goblins out later this season. I hope so. I do hope so. Yeah. Well, they're looking at a noble team now. Yeah. Thanks to your big guy. Yeah, well, I, I bought two big guys, didn't I? Yeah. Because I didn't know which one I wanted, and I chose one, and then offered the other one out, and I think Ian had accepted before I finished asking if anybody wanted one. Yeah, well, we um, went uh, we went to Colours, the the game show, and he was eyeing up uh, the noble team, and he decided to be good because he needed a giant cabbage orc dragon, 
for Age of, Sig- <laughs> for Age of Sigma. So he's like, no, I'm going to be good. I'm pretty sure he's sitting there at home now on eBay buying a Nurgle team. Quite possibly. He's already yeah, he's already taken this one off my hands, yeah. metaphorically at the moment, even if it's not physically. So we've talked about some crazy rules on here before and things we love to do. Yes. In a league format, we did have to tone it down. Sadly. Yeah, we had a, we did try. Yeah, we did. We tried to sneak <laughs> some things in there. Uh, but we ended up making some rules optional, so that if both coaches want to play with something, with one of the rules we put out there, they agree it. It went through the thing out. So the, the, the main optional one we did was the throw teammate interception. Yes. Okay. Which is uh, another player that has throw teammate or the tentacle skills. Or the tentacles, of course. Can make an interception roll against a stunty player that's being thrown. Against a thrown player. Do your normal interception rules apply, you know, roll a six, knock them out of the sky, they crash land. Nothing nothing too major. But the 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 great part about that is if you land the throw teammate, the throwing big guy gets a completion. Yes. The idea being to build up some SPPs. But we've now made that optional set. Both guys, so if you're both playing a stunty team, you can be like, do you want to play with the, the expanded throw teammate rules? Yes, because I still love the idea of having a troll having one of the best passer ratings in the it league. It just makes sense. It does I'm just launching them sense. all the time. They, they're going to be better than everybody else. <laughs> and uh, the other one, which I did see James use with Lewis. The pitch, wasn't it? Yeah. So we looked at the um, the stadiums last season. We said, yeah, you can use them if both players agree. And nobody used them in the league game because it didn't really add anything. So we chucked out a very little rule change, which was that if you used one of the dangerous stadiums, both teams, and you both agree, obviously, you get an extra 10k. So it's nothing major, but it can help you yeah. farm that money. So they ended up having a waterlogged pitch. For a oh, is that what they ran with? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. I was paying at Titanicus. I, I popped over at one point and there was a, a human lineman blowing bubbles. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Sure it wasn't one of James Blitzers. Lewis killed two. It might have been one of James' yeah. Blitzers. So yeah, dangerous stadiums. Teams will earn an extra 10,000 for playing in a dangerous stadium. If both coaches agree, one coach rolls 1d6 to determine which stadium table to roll on from the Death Zone 2 book. 1 to 2, unusual playing surface. 3 to 4, rough and ready stadium. 5 and 6, local crowd. So it's just an extra 10k, but we'll see those rules being used, hopefully, especially at the beginning of the season. Like, I, I need to build some cash. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll, I'll quite happily do that. It's a bit different, isn't it? It gives you something else to think about. Exactly. But do it doesn't you want force to do that you. Extra go for it. So <laughs> it doesn't force you. So you've got that option of. I think it will encourage people to use a bit more rules. Did, didn't Ian use the rules as well? Um, I'm sure they had a windy pitch or a slope uh, pitch. Oh yeah, they used the um, the snow pitch that, that Milton used. Yeah, yeah, they great. Snow pitch. And you know what? It's optional. So you've got a new play that has to run it. You're not missing out on anything because it does make the game harder. It does. It's, it's an extra element when you're yeah. trying to remember everything else. It's yeah. just one extra thing you really don't want to be dealing with. So it's good to see that for an extra 10k, that's got people motivated to do it. Definitely, 100%. Yeah, really like that. Yeah, 10k can make a difference between holding that apothecary. Well, yeah. Not, or Bumblebee. So those are a couple of the extra things we snuck in that won't break it, but we'll just add a little bit more spice to it. A couple of things we didn't really get the opportunity to do was some of the free agent things. Yeah, and, and bringing in local star players and yeah. things like that. And I would have liked to see that, the guys who were cut from the draft to be available for other teams, but that is a lot of work, and then you are introducing a whole lot of different players to the league, and it could be overcomplicated. So I agree to a point that, when you've got a, a bunch of guys, it can be quite difficult to overrun it's, that. Yeah, there, there's, there is a lot more to it, and it's remembering them as well. When you've got your inducements, you're looking at the, the, the Games Workshop ones, and you're remembering it's the kegs and yeah. that star player and this star player. And, and all the wobble stars as well. And then, oh, but what about him? And it, again, I suppose it's, it's, it's another element of, 
I'd be quite happy to look at it and kind of go, oh, I wonder if that guy's still free. And yeah. work out who would be suitable for what, because the, the different team issues as well. Well, you see, I think it's a quite simple one. We use the alignments we spoke about with mixed teams. Order and the chaos. Yeah, order, neutral, neutral chaos. So you can have your your dead leaping dwarf player yeah. on the human team. Well, depends. If you, oh, whether he's if dwarf you wanted, or whether if he's said he was a, If you said he was a dead... Now, this is another great thing you could do. Now we're going into bonehead territory here. Yeah. <laughs> is if a player dies in the league, he goes into the star player mix, but for undead teams. I like that. See, now that should be a definite. That definitely regardless. should be in there. Should we just trick them into using that one? Yeah, it's already a rule. <laughs> <laughs> I'll retroactively do the rules back. Yeah, do it. Just um, edit this appropriately. It'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. No, because it's just a nice bit of nice bit of fun. Drafting was the big crux for our season. A lot of you guys out there will have read the Death Zone, gone through the drafting, and thought about whether it's a good thing, a bad thing, whether it's better than just teams that run on forever, like they did in the old CRP rules. Where we use an open league structure, where players can play between one and eight games, yeah, plus friendlies, plus finals. It creates a bit of variance, so we did have difficulty putting it together to match up with the Games Workshop pack, because when we ran the figures, we had the teams that did well weren't really losing anything, and the teams that didn't do great were losing, losing everything. everything, which I think just is so demoralising. Yeah, I mean, from my point of view, when I was looking at the the Renegades, yeah, I've got my Minotaur with Thor. Now, I would always run my Renegades with a Minotaur, but... If I was to redraft, I would more than likely have to sacrifice him or a number of the more niche players in it to be able to, to make sure I had that Minotaur with Claw based on those rules. Yeah. I mean, granted, I'm not running the Renegades this season at the moment. Yet. Yet. <laughs> to be fair, I'll probably end up with four teams by yeah. the end of it. But it was just that you look at it and kind of go, yeah, but I really want that. Because I worked hard for him. Yeah, and that's it. And, and this is what Milton said, because he, I, I think he came out, I don't know, maybe 50% or something wins last season, whether it was that good or not. He would have had to lose quite a lot of his players using the proper Games Workshop League thing. Now, I understand the fluff behind it, is that the teams that do the most would get the most sponsorships. But we're playing a part-time league. Yeah. So I think having having a, having a bit of a better spread... Or at least it doesn't necessarily work from the game's virtual thing. So we tweaked it slightly for us. We did. We said that everybody lost their treasury. Which makes sense. Yeah, because actually, treasury represents how many of your players didn't die. And the dying... <laughs> yeah, effectively. Yeah, and dying is a roll of the dice. If you break your armour, you roll on that chart. If you roll well, your guy's fine. If you roll bad, your guy isn't. And then you have to pay to pay another player. So your treasury really is just an in- an in an indictment of whether or not you had a lot of players lost. So the higher armour value teams end up with a load of money. So dwarves end up with gold and gold and gold. Sure, the, the expensive mistakes rules balance that out just about. But again, that's another die roll. I think it's it's difficult because I, I understand why you'd want to keep your treasury. At the end of the day, expensive mistakes are, are a fluff bit to be able to try and mitigate that. The treasury rules I like... Are on Blood Bowl 2. I really like that system. Up to 150k, it doesn't affect anything to do with your team value. Yeah. However, after that, you've got to add your team value onto that. The, the spare so cash. The, the spare cash. So if you've got 230k yeah. and your team value is 1100, yeah. then your team value will actually be 1180. Yeah, because so you have to put that spare that. cash on that. Yeah, because then you're starting to have to look at stuff. Yeah. If you've got 16 players and 500,000 in treasury, Hold on a second, it's... You're a lot of value. Yeah, it's a huge value without yeah. any sort of punishment in order to do so. 
But if you're looking at a 500k treasury, knowing that you've got to give 350, that's your team value. Yeah. Which in turn becomes obviously inducement for your opponent. You might as well buy players. You might as well. Even you, you're having to look at players and kind of going, I'm going to have to fire him. Yeah. Because it's getting too much. Yeah. And rehire just to be able to yeah. reduce that treasury. Yeah. And to reduce the value of the team. Because what what you end up having is a team that finishes with a load of gold and a load of players. It just starts the next season almost exactly the same. Whereas a team that's had a bad time doesn't get that refresh start. So we did tweak it a bit. We took the treasury away. We gave teams a, a bonus um, for each game they didn't get a chance to play. Yes. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is less than the average they would earn from playing a game. So we averaged it. And the average game, each team got two touchdowns, two casualties. And they played a game which in the death zone rules is about 30k. We gave each team that missed a game 25k to balance it out, which actually brought them in line, which meant that most teams were within 100k of each other and was about the 12 to 1300 team value. Yeah, mine ended up being 1260. Yeah, but I think my Skaven are, I don't know, 1280, something like that, which means that any new teams that start at a million are within that 300 barrier, which means after a couple of games when they hit 1150, I'm at... 1350, 1400. You, you maintain that parity a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, Lewis has stormed ahead and he's already at one and a half million. He's just been doing a smashing job. Dirty. But it does mean that, it, you know, if I play him now, I get like 200 and something inducements. I get two ball and chain Skaven guys against him. Yeah, and this is where we had I, my game against Rick. My first game of the season was against Rick, and oh, he had a fresh vampire. Yeah, I'm sorry, Rick. So so sorry. <laughs> um, was a it was a fresh vampire team against my my guys, and he had three hundred and ten thousand inducements. Yep. By the time we included like the fan factor and things like that from last season, he was able to have a, a star player and a couple of uh, a keg and another reroll or something like that, and did quite well out of it. The actual inducements, the, the game didn't quite go his way. No, but, they had some bad rolls, didn't they? Uh, Atrocious rolls. Good ones. Some death straight off the bat. <laughs> Turn on death. Yeah. On a throttle, unfortunately. And a star player. Yeah, but that regenerated. Oh, that's good. So the star player regenerated, so you could have him back. And I injured one of the big boys. One of the vampires. One of the vampires. And they regenerated. They regenerated. Well. That's good. There was, there was a lot of injuries that day. Yeah, I, I did look at the spreadsheet, and he's um I think his team value is only eight ninety, so he's gonna have a couple. He's got a bit of rebuilding to do. I'm Maybe so he'll sorry. be playing in some dangerous uh, stadiums to build that cash up. Yeah, sorry, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I felt awful. So that's what's going on with Wobble 4. Again, open schedule. The idea being is we just want to make it as accessible as possible for everybody and just to build up teams and build up stories. Hopefully they'll find a way of making it more balanced in the I future. I think they will have to because I think there's, there's a general um, unhappiness with the way it works. I mean, if you look at the way American football works, the team who does the worst gets the first pick. Yep. So they give them the opportunity to try and balance out. They try and give them a chance to balance out and get on a better level of parity. Yeah. Whereas Blood Bowl have taken the American football game and appropriated Premier League rules. Well, that's exactly it. The top stay at the top. Yeah. And bottom stay at the bottom. And my point was, if you're going to do that, why bother redrafting at all? Yes. Because all you do is penalise the guys who've already had a bad time. And you might as well just keep everybody living. But it does stop the two million chaos claw pom teams. Yeah. Which is nice. Although now games which we've released the chaos team, I think we'll see a couple of chaos teams in the league. But they start off at a million with no skills, so there should be at least the first four games where they struggle. Yeah. So I think the first season will be rubbish. Next season. Yeah. Really start and the... Assuming the draft rules don't screw them up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, so let us know how your league works, uh, whether you've had any problems with the drafting system, and what you think of what we're doing over here. Okay, so for our next topic, we're going to talk about secret weapons for regular teams. And what we mean by that is actually buying them. Would it be inducements or would it be actual upgrades for your team? Oh, upgrades. Yeah. Upgrade upgrades. Yes, I like this. So we're thinking like, actually, you know what, I've got a human team, whatever. While there's that wolf chap who has the chainsaw. Helmet. Helmet wolf, that's it. Actually, you know what, why could you not just buy a chainsaw and give it to one of your players and just give him that permanent chainsaw player upgrade? Oh, I like that idea. So you're like, right, I can give it to one of my guys, but this is a genuine investment. I'm making him my own little star player who's a special weapon. Part so, of the team. Yeah. It's not an inflated price other than... Would his... Well, see, here's a question. Yeah. So say a chainsaw costs 50000 Yes. You gave it to John Smith. Yes. Would John Smith's value permanently be increased by 50000 Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of like upgrading the players as a purchase... Yeah. And yeah, chainsaw is probably what I would say was about fifty k. Yeah. So you create your own helmet wolf for a hundred k and a human team, but he's you know he's on your value then. I like that. Yeah, and also it means if you've got a goblin team, you can just go to town and just <laughs> <laughs> one drive and they're all yeah. set off. You can just have a whole load of chainsaw guys, but your team value goes up, but it might just be very entertaining. I would play that team in a league once. Just like it would be good fun. It would be great. That's a game. Oh yeah, chainsaw. Just chainsaw blood bowl. Just chainsaw blood bowl is a drive. Does chainsaw give you no hands? It doesn't, does it? No, it doesn't. No, it's fine. Yeah, see, it's a great idea. So the (laughs) (laughs) so the basic secret weapons that are kicking around. There's chainsaw. There's the ball and chain. There's bombardier. So on top of that, there is a death roller. One of the ones of the basics. I thought would be upgrading a player to a, to, a, to an assassin. Yep. So, yeah, exactly. So chainsaw for 50k, I think, is a no-brainer. But again, it's the cost of basically a lineman, isn't it? So yeah. when you're building a team or when you're going to buy another lineman, it's a big decision. It's like, okay, I'm going to make this guy a secret That's weapon. Apothecary as well. It is. But not only is it the cost of another player, it's also essentially taking you a player out because it's a secret weapon. Yeah. So, you know, you've got 12 humans, you can buy that 13th human, which means then you can afford to lose two humans and still run 11. Instead of buying that 13th human, you then upgrade your 12th human to a chainsaw secret weapon. Yeah. After that first drive, you are down to 11 players. Plus, if he gets injured or killed, yeah, he ain't coming back. That's it. That's a big risk. Isn't it, it is a big risk. But, now this is the great thing. Well, I say it's a great thing. I think it's a fun thing. You know, I give it to a big guy. Like an ogre team with ogres with chainsaws. Yeah. Because the biggest... (laughs) Strength five ogre with a chainsaw. Well, the biggest downside of uh, chainsaws is that when they get knocked over, they also suffer the plus three armor break. Actually, you know what? It's pretty hard to knock over an ogre. It is. However, if you gave it to an ogre, you would have to do a bonehead roll. And then a kickback roll. Plus the kickback roll. Yeah. Now, with my roles using yeah. another team, I kill them all. But that just makes me want to play <laughs> against that team. <laughs> it would be great fun, though. It would be. It would be great fun. I like that idea. Well, Ian Ian was talking about this kind of thing a while ago. He was like, oh, could you buy your guys extra armour? Could you do this? Yeah. I was like, well, let's just go in deep. So you've got chainsaws. So I reckon it's a simple one. They then have the secret weapon skill and the chainsaw skill. 
yep, 50k, boom, done. You can't undo it. It's like a permanent upgrade. They can still level up. They can still get normal skills. So it could be really interesting to give to a player that's actually, I don't know, you've rounded, he's got an edge up. So you can jump into a cage and chainsaw the ball carrier. <laughs> uh, you know, like beautiful. halfling with a rocket pack. and I don't know, A just leaping like, chainsaw yeah. player. Yeah. See? That would be insane. Oh, wow. A war dancer with a chainsaw. Yeah. Now this is proper bonehead territory. This is this this is the kind of nonsense we haven't spoken about for a little while. What answer was it? Yeah. Leap, block, dodge. Oh, that would be terrifying. Yeah. You wouldn't even be able to run him. But he'd be, <laughs> what would he, he'd be like two hundred k, or ninety k blanket, and then because they yeah and you know what I think he's less likely to score a touchdown if he's got a chainsaw. Plus you're beating his armor on rolls of five on two d six if he falls over. That is. It is massive, isn't it? I consider that balance. You would have to, in theory, <laughs> you would have to give it to one of your 0 to 16 guys. Um, I don't think you should have to, but you really would. No, 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 no sorry. Yeah. Not as in, not as yeah. in part of the rules. It has to go yeah. on this. But looking at it from a sensible point of view, yeah. If they can be on this, it would have to be one of them because if it, yeah. it does die, it's, it's a quick and easy. It's, it's you're doubling down. You yeah. are, you are changing a role. You're basically creating a new positional. I would do that in a heartbeat. It'd be great fun. <laughs> In so a the chainsaw is a no-brainer because chainsaws are everywhere in Blood Bowl. Well, they're not, but they should be. I reckon they should be. They're in the books even. Okay. Ball and chain. So ball and chain is an interesting one because everybody with a ball and chain is strength seven. Yes. So what would happen if you gave it to a strength four player or a strength five player? Do we just say that it's, it's plus five strength, isn't it? Well, because it's only given to an, uh, a goblin. Skaven has one as well. And what strength? Is that strength seven? Three, yeah. Strength and it's normally strength three. Is. Yeah. So it's not like the end of the world. Ball and chain, just making your strength seven would be absolutely fine because the, the benefit isn't necessarily the strength. It's the it's the getting the hit, getting the hit, getting the hit, getting the hit. Ogre's a movement five. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you chuck that on there. You've got an ogre who's bouncing around. I don't know whether we'd have to half the movement. You would have to do something. Yeah, maybe like four. half the movement rounding up and then add... I don't know, let me see. And then add four strength. So Maybe. on a big guy, yeah, up to possibly a nine on a big guy, on the little guys, seven. Yeah. What about a chaos, what about a black orc blocker or a chaos warrior? Is strength eight okay? I think it is. It's in the middle, isn't it? So really, it's yeah. plus, strength. So it's it's plus four it's, strength. If it's three and below, yeah, there's strength, strength seven. Four, strength eight. Five plus, strength nine. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Done. As One far five. as that's You heard it first. Yeah. <laughs> so half the movement, round it up. So ogres become movement three. Yep. Which is what most of the uh, goblins are normally move six, or the goblin ball and chain guys movement three. Yes. Yeah, which is cool. A skink with a ball and chain would then be movement four. four. Because you'd have the same with a human catcher. You would. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Because you're rounding up anyway. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but again, it's it's one of those random things. That could just be really interesting. Bombardier. That's that's a no-brainer. Yeah. You can stick dynamite in your pocket and light it. Oh, yeah. Well, most bombardiers are free. No, they're not free, but, you know, there's no additional cost. So the goblin guy is, like, the same as a goblin. Ah. So, basically, the benefit outweighs it. I think you have to pay something. You've got to look at at least 20k. Yeah, maybe it is just 20k. You're looking at the cost of single and double rolls. So, it counts as a, it's a, it's a double. In which case I'll make it a 50k. Just right? 30. Oh, sorry, 50k. Chuck, is the, chuck, the stack, chuck 30 it? on a player. He's then a bombardier. Yeah. Um, he goes on, he throws some bombs around, gets sent off. Could be advantageous to elves 
but then if their bomb goes wrong, they collapse. And they've yeah. got no armour. So I think they've it makes no sense. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Now, the interesting one is the assassin role. The reason I'm bringing this up is when we did our star player competition, a couple of the guys used some models by a couple of other random companies. And there's a lot of like halfling or orc, basically assassins. I'm like, this yeah. would be great. I want one of those. So stab and shadowing seems to be... They'd the, have to go hand in hand. Yeah. It's like the assassin skill set. It would be great to upgrade into an assassin like that. Maybe it's 40k because it's two spells. Two two spells. Yep. Maybe it's 50k, same as a chainsaw. Yep. Maybe it doesn't count as secret weapon. I don't know, but it would just be great to hire a halfling assassin. Or an, oh, an orc assassin. Ogre which, assassin. Yeah, or an ogre assassin. <laughs> I like that. I think 40k would work well. Yeah. But do they have secret weapon rules? Secret. No, because Cause they're stealthy. The stab, stab is a secret weapon. Stab doesn't yeah. normally have that. So I... No, I don't think it should. I but think it should say the same, although it's, it is a physical secret weapon. Yeah. It's not a secret weapon. There's a chainsaw upgrade, ball and chain, or fanatic upgrade, mm-hmm. bombardier upgrade, assassin upgrade, which I like that. What about death rollers for non-dwarf teams? I think, see, this is something I've thought about when we mentioned this earlier. I like the idea of race-specific secret weapons as well so we're talking about here where literally anybody can do anything with these yeah yeah however you've got the death roller which is just a dwarf thing it is just a dwarf um, thing the pogoa is classed I think as a secret weapon as per rules no is it not actually a secret weapon no, but, but back you get in the things day, like that uh, yeah back in the day there we go yeah. so that's goblin only you don't see it anywhere else no. so why can't there be similar things for humans for skaven like, why can't Skaven have some sort of, I don't know, oh, or maybe like Halflings, for example, have, have like some sort of poisonous vomit or something when they've eaten too much and it comes up and, and it takes someone else out. Skaven would be great to have um, poison wind globed ears and things yes. like that. Or d- Warpstone. Warpstone yeah, assassins. Exactly. What would Chaos have? Because Chaos kind of have everything, don't they? Do what? Maybe some of the extraordinary stuff. The mutation stuff. Yeah, so instead of just the normal sort of mutation stuff, there is some bits and pieces which are extraordinary on there. Yeah, I don't think you'd want any of the extraordinary skills. I know they're, they're like really Titchy, stupid. wild animal, take root, stunty. No, they're a bit much fun. So forgetting that then. It doesn't forget really suit the... the... We, this is, we're going back into bonehead territory. We could literally just create whatever. Now, I know you've, um, you've done a bit of Googling and you found some some bits and bobs on the midgardbb.com website where it has got like special rules uh, it's got secret weapons from stink bomb my personal favourite which apparently according to this page is back from 4th so let's have a look at stink bomb so it recommends 20k goblins and snotlings can use it but we don't want to uh, discriminate so we think that everyone should be allowed to use stink bombs stink bomb is a stink bomb isn't it so they've got written down here which I quite like the stink bomb is treated exactly the same as the rules for an explosive bomb with the following exception Players in the square where the stink bomb ends up and all adjacent squares fall over coughing and choking. Lie them face up on the field, but don't make an armour roll for them. Players falling over in this way do not cause a turnover unless one of the players was holding the ball, in which case they drop it and it scatters one square. So it's like, it doesn't hurt them, but it automatically makes them yeah, It doesn't matter who's around, everybody goes yeah. down. Everybody just falls Why over. Well, the explosion, you've got that roll, that 4+. plus. that would be a on. great one for... You know, to represent a Skaven Globadier, but also actually yes. a, any like a Chaos guy or a human guy or whatever, just has something, launches it up and over, 
and they've that, also got the pogo stick which you just which you mentioned earlier so pogo stick basically gives yeah extra movement and leap which does it not give really long legs but I think it should, like you say. It makes sense, doesn't it? But yeah. So leap, really long legs. I like that. I like that idea a lot. I mean, I think there's there's a lot of scope for different bits and pieces based on the fluff, based on the law. You can have a look at what people have done. The chaos one might be a little bit more difficult. I don't know. There's probably something there. One thing I did think about chaos is maybe you could upgrade them to a sorcerer. But the point the point of these would be to chuck on the secret weapon rule onto the player yep. and have it change up that role to basically create another positional for your team because goblins are great fun because they've got those positionals and you only get to use them on other teams when it when they're down and you've got the spare cash to pay for yeah. a start player that you want to do the carnage on actually if, if your you know your human team is made of just butchers i don't know like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a team of you know who work at the uh, the abattoir <laughs> right? and they've all got chainsaws or yeah. cleavers and things like that. You could you could design your team to be oh yeah that's the team that tends to bring a whole bunch of cleavers that gives them all mighty bow and claw, yeah. but they're secret weapons. Yeah, cleavers plus thirty mighty God, bow and claw. You could have some proper themed it would just teams. Be awful. You? you would love it because it would be like corn versus corn, uh, <laughs> and you might as well use the sigma rules. But, might as well yeah. Yeah, but no, but that type of thing that's a great idea. Yeah, just things like that could be really interesting, and that was what Ian was talking about when he was like, well, can you? Can you give them? Can you buy them armor? You know, like, it makes sense to, doesn't it? Give that player heavy armor. He loses two movement, but he gains an armor point or something yeah. like that. And actually, I think that's quite cool. That. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. Spiky armor. He gets mighty blow. Stuff like there that. There was a spike in those rules, if I remember rightly, which was plus one to armor and injury rolls. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing would just be really interesting. I think. It mixes it up quite a lot. Yeah, and then again, we're talking about building a franchise. Because that player is oh he's the axe guy with spikes. Yeah. Right. They're they're not they're like basically the same as skills, but he's just a different type of player that yeah. builds up that character. But it is more of a constructed thing, whereas at the moment it's like oh my god, you've you've got another stat increase on that. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> wonder why you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Lewis just rolled, and uh, now his movement ten skink, so plus two movement has now got sprint. Oh, so man. he's now boom, thirteen spaces. He can score a one turn touchdown. Yeah, one exactly, and that is exactly why <laughs> the cleaver should be uh, something you can buy your players. Yeah, to, to take get that thing down. down. To, to just kill things. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's this a good little idea. It's you'd have to really think it through. You'd have to give it quite a number of options. Yeah, I like options. I like options. <laughs> I do like options. So in the big wobble verse, you've got mixed teams. So in the Super Super League now, Super Super League, yeah. you've got mixed teams with individual player upgrades, armor, oh, weapons. Man, it's amazing. It's turning into a skirmish war game on the Blood Bowl, <laughs> which is ironically basically what the first edition was. It was basically first edition Warhammer with American football. It's yeah, I can just see it going back like that because yeah. oh, it's just like the extra. It's just creating different player types makes your team different. And it would work like that. You're going to have people who have their different specialties. Yeah. Maybe, you know, only you can only upgrade one guy on a team. I don't like that, that rule, but it would probably make it safer. It would mitigate any sort of issues, wouldn't it? Yeah, and maybe, like you said, it might be that you can only do it to align them to stop some of the ridiculousness happening. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine an ogre with a, with a spiked fist? Yeah. 
multiplayer plus one to the armor roll and one to the injury roll. Yeah. And everything. You know, or you know, a, uh, an elf and an elf thrower with the bombardier skill could yeah. be ridiculous. With parser, he could re-roll it, and he's got edge four and. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a bit mine. High elf one with safe throw. So even if they do intercept the ball, eat on a three plus, they don't intercept it at all. Stuff like that could yeah. be a little um could be a little crazy, but I'm inclined to just let it go. <laughs> Why not? See what's broken. <laughs> you don't know what's broken until you try it, do you? Yeah. So guys out there, I know you like crazy rules as much as we do. Um please tell us how ridiculous we are. Um how wrong this is. Let us know your thoughts. So now it is time for the star player segment, and today instead of doing just one star player, we're going to talk about all the star players that have chainsaws, or at least all the ones that I haven't scribbled out by accident. <laughs> Only the one. Only but the we one. know that one. We know that one. So we thought, as we talked about uh, some secret weapons earlier, we talk about some of the star player options that are out there. So first one on the list is Flint Churnblade. He plays for dwarfs. He's 130k. He's got movement five, um, strength three, edge two, armor eight. Loner, block, chainsaw, secret weapon, fixed skull. So 13, so 130, he's got block, thick skull, which will keep him in the game, and armor, armor 8, so it's not it's not insanely high for a dwarf. It's not. However, I suppose it's going to be unwieldy if you've got armor 9. Yeah, it chainsaw. Be, so. I like the fact there's block and yeah. there's thick skull. That thick skull could be a lifesaver. Yeah. To keep him on that pitch for a little in, bit longer. Keep him in the game. So there's Hack and Slash, who's Kemri, Necromantic, and Undead. He's 120, so he's 10 cheaper. 6 movement, 3 strength, 2 agility, 7 armour. So he's got less armour. And he's got sidestep and regeneration for an undead guy. Regen's great. However, oh. unless you've got the Bribes. bribe, it's a bit pointless. It's not, yeah. Sidestep, I don't really get. It's weird, isn't it? It's a weird one. I don't know why you'd... Uh, I, I guess... suppose he's saying he's more agile. If you try and block him away from targets, he gets to then manoeuvre back into base contact with someone he wants to. There is that. Plus, his name is probably the best one. It's pretty good, isn't it? Brilliant. So, what else have we got? We've got Helmet Wolf. Okay. So, Helmet Wolf is Amazons, Humans, Lizards, Norse, and Vampires. He's 110, so he's 20 cheaper than the Dwarf guy. Uh, movement 6, strength 3, edge 3, armor 8. So he's 20 cheaper. He's got the same armor as the dwarf one, better agility for, you know, if he does need to dodge, which he shouldn't be dodging with a chainsaw. No. And he's got stand firm, which is really useful. Again, I like stand firm. So like sidestep, but he gets, you know, it keeps him in base contact. Yeah, particularly if he hasn't been knocked down. That's, um, yeah. That's, that's a beautiful little one, really, isn't it? So I'm still thinking that block is the best one so far. Well, block and thick skull on the dwarf for under 30. He's probably the best chainsaw one we've seen so far. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right, we've got Nobbler as well. Uh, Chaos Dwarf, Goblin Ogre. He's also 130. Movement 6, Strength 2, Edge 3, Armor 7. Loner. Block, Dodge, Stunty. That's brilliant. So you've got a blodging chainsaw guy with the Stunty rule as well. So he's in the middle of the cage. We just wander into the middle of the cage. <laughs> Giving a snotling a chainsaw. Oh. Genius. It would like quadruple the cost of the st- of the st- of the player. You'd have like two movement though. <laughs> you wouldn't be able well, to carry ch- the chainsaw thing. wouldn't affect the movement. Ball and chain would. Ball and chain would. I'm just thinking about the, the physicality of a tiny little snotling with oh, I don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing weight. He's fine. Yeah, it's got a tripod. Yeah. <laughs> so Nobler is Blodge. 
Blodge is pretty good. Um, to be fair, he's one of the quintessential chainsaw player snobbler, and I'm guessing that's why. Because yeah. he's hard to knock about, and he can just get to where he needs to go. We now have Ugroth Bulgrot, the Orc. 100k. That's a bargain. Uh, movement 5, Edge 3, Strength 3, Armor 9. Straightforward, nothing else with it. Yeah, no. Loan a chainsaw, secret weapon. 100k, though. That's a good inducement. Is a really great bargain. I mean, we were talking earlier about getting a lineman, giving him a chainsaw for 50. That's him. That is exactly, That's exactly it. it. Yeah, that is exactly it. But you don't have to lose him. We missed Max Spleen Ripper. Well, I did a rubbish job of this prep. Only the one. Um, he's got loaner chainsaw secret weapon, so he's effectively the same as the orc, but he's 130k. But he has strength four. Now, ooh, that's interesting. It is, but does chainsaw doesn't make a difference, does it? Yeah. You don't use strength for chainsaw, do you not? Not to attack with, but to block. So it's kind of defensive. So in the same way that the dwarf has block, of course, and nobler has blodge, they would have to. Yeah, go out of their way to getting a two die block on a strength four chainsaw. Three agility still. Yeah, he's got a bad one. Really, one hundred thirty is really good. Um, how much is a normal um, chaos warrior? Hundred. Yes. So for thirty k, you get a chainsaw. You get a chaos warrior with a chainsaw. That is a really good bargain. Max spleen ripper, chaos and nurgle. Saving the best for last. That's all it was, Ben. Ah, uh, chaos warriors. There, what's their normal armor? Nine. Yes. Yeah, so he's got he's he's more vulnerable. So he's but again, you're, you're, you're taking the and he's a star player. So if he gets KO'd, it's not the worst thing. So chainsaw players are really useful as a balancing point because they throw the game out. You play a guy with a chainsaw. If you move him towards some of the better players on the opponent's side, they then generally try and maneuver him out. Yeah, they've got to do something. Yeah, they're quite fragile. Once you knock them out, they get plus three to armor roll. But again, on a two plus, they are just immediately rolling. Well, that's it. You, yeah. You're straight through. On the video game, if I've got a minimum of 110 inducements, I will always, always take a chainsaw. Yeah. And to the point of I got massively verbally abused once by a guy from up north after I took a chainsaw as an inducement with two bribes because <laughs> oh, I had the money Wow. Um, against his dwarf team because I just tore it apart but people don't like it I was I was amongst it, the most polite words I was I was a cheater and it's not fair and I'm trying to ruin his game well you kind of are that's the purpose that's the of the point them. of it is blood bowl it, it's well no because it, it throws that threat so you can't cage for too long you can't uh, goal sit at the end and wait you can't like um, run the clock out because every time they do that you've got a chainsaw guy that is just getting injury right. rolls which is which makes it worth it which is why it's a really good balancing tool which like is why I believe you should be able to give any player a chainsaw for 50k you should like anything, spoke about anything that's got a half a mind to it I wouldn't necessarily be able to give one to a rotter personally because that's a terrifying idea however doesn't mean you can't graph one to its arm that's what I'm thinking <laughs> I'm just you know Give, give them to them all. But know? like, I can't imagine a saurus or a skink with a chainsaw. Well, then you need to up your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> it could Dinosaurs be, with a chainsaw. It, it, it might not be a chainsaw. It might just be a magical sword. It could be a magical sword. A because a sword is probably going to be just as illegal on the Blood Bowl pitch as a chainsaw. It's just like that chainsaws that. are great. <gasps> with a sword? Yes. 
you could make it that you could be attacking the person two squares in front of you, not one in front. Okay, sword, spears, sides. Oh, spears! Okay, so coming oh, up on another <laughs> episode, weapons. <laughs> not just secret weapons, oh. genuine weapons. Slails. And mounts as well, um, maybe. The goblin spider riders. Yeah, that's a great one. They've got them in the forest goblins. Now, Rich is sitting there looking at his troglodon, and I'm thinking, I don't know if I could put that in Blood Bowl, but we'll try we're doing to be fair we were looking we, we managed to fit an entire orc in the hand of a slaughter brute yeah I'd love to see that on pitch I think we should end it there I think we should before it gets carried away because I need to go write some rules for weapons in Blood Bowl <laughs> <laughs> weaponised giants in Blood Bowl <laughs> that's coming next <laughs> the fun never ends <laughs> So that's everything, and thank you very much for joining us here at the Bonehead Podcast. See you next episode, and remember, two heads aren't always better than one.